This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and a goal! Comes to Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible hobble! of waiting and who we were looking for was there the whole time as Scott Lindsay is promoted from assistant head coach to head coach of Swindon Town here to discuss two of the big hitters firstly it's Connor hello Connor I'm not sure you can really describe me as a big hitter but thanks for having me along Rich it's a delight to be here as always lovely and you are and Terry hello Terry I will take any suggestion I'm a big hitter and run with it and make my Twitter bio now read big hitter i thought you weren't on twitter yeah i'm not that's why i can say those things because no one would say. <laughs> uh okay so lots to discuss after what was quite a busy old time in swindon townland there's still a few questions out there um but we'll do an episode later in the week that should hopefully connect those dots let's talk about scott Lindsay then because scott Lindsay's had quite a journey in football as a player Scott Lindsay played at the highest levels of non-league across the Midlands and Yorkshire, including Burton Albion, Stafford Rangers and Tamworth before entering the Football League when he signed for Ginningham from Bridlington Town in the summer of 1994. 
He played 12 times in the third division for Ginningham under Mike Flanagan and then Neil Smiley before returning to non-league the following season. This time, however, he remained in the South East playing for non-league sides across the conference, Southern, Isthmian and Kent leagues like Dover Athletics, Sittingbourne and a long stay at Folkestone Invicta. His coaching career started with Ginningham in 2009 as a technical development coach before being appointed first team coach by Chris Sutton at Lincoln City later that same year. And he would also have caretaker manager responsibilities during his time at Lincoln. He became assistant manager later of Tamworth under Dale Belford dad of Ty and Cam before moving to Swindon in 2014, having been appointed under 18s coach. Players from his two-season tenure included Josh Cook, Jake Evans, Lee Marshall, Will Randall, Jordan Young, Will Henry and Scott Twine. The player he champions the most is that he was the one that found Ellis Iandolo. He eventually linked up with Mark Cooper again, this time at Forest Green Rovers and this time as assistant manager but Scott Lindsay took some time out of the game due to the illness and loss of his wife sadly to cancer in 2019. His return to football was with Southern Counties East League Premier Division Chatham Town but the pandemic forced the abandonment of their season and then last year last July He was appointed assistant head coach of Swindon Town. So there we go. There's a sweeping uh, rundown of his career so far. First of all, though, chaps, we have to say a huge congratulations to Scott Lindsay on what is a massive opportunity for him, a real win for those who spend their career in non-league and hustle to maintain their coaching careers, build their reputation. This is well, it has to be motivation for coaches who have similar goals in their career. Connor, it's a huge moment for him. Yeah, I think listening to that list of sort of different experience that he's got, you can hear that there is like a wealth of experience that he's draw- going to be drawing from. Um, but equally, what this job represents probably is like the pinnacle, at least so far of his career. I'm sure he'll hope that either within this job or later down the line, it leads to even bigger things. But, you know, like listening to all of that stuff, like, for like manager or head coach of Swindon Town is definitely the biggest thing on that list. So uh, definitely it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he does. And uh, obviously, I think uh, with him being a name that's been associated with the club over a couple of spells um, for quite a while now, um, it, it's quite nice to see sort of yeah him actually being able to make the step up. Yeah, Terry, anything to add to that? Not really. I guess j- just on a human level, like... And I think this is really, really important to point out because I think you know as we as we go up through this this recording, I think we will look at look at this as a purely as a footballing appointment, and we'll critique it through that lens. And I think most importantly, let's start the pod by by critiquing it on a human level. Like fair play to the guy; he's always come across well. I, I, you know, he it's very clear he showed last year that this club means a lot to him. He's he's. His lived experience of the last three or four years is something that you wouldn't wish on anyone. And and for him to now, you know, he he had to step back from from a career that was developing nicely. You think of his spell at um, Forest Green as assistant that he had to step away from. Um, you know, it was going in the right direction, and and he put his family first and his career second for a moment. And it's just on a per, on a completely human level, fair play to him. And I'm I'm absolutely thrilled for him that he's found his way back to 
back to this sort of level and, you know, with us last year and, and has now been given the opportunity to go one further. So no matter what else we say on this pod with regards to him as as, a, as purely a footballing appointment, I think, as I said, on a human level, fair play to him. Look, we, we, we all want nothing more than for him to succeed. If he succeeds and the club succeeds, and that's what we all want. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Well, let's let's talk about the appointment now. Let's focus on the football side of things. It's been quite a busy evening for Swindon Town, who have really gone quite to some measures to, to justify this, um, which, you know, football clubs do at every single occasion, I imagine. But it, it did feel like they were anticipating a little bit of a, a bother from Swindon fans with this appointment, whether that's right or wrong, we'll discuss accordingly in a few moments. Uh, Sandro Di Michele went on BBC Radio Wiltshire and said the following via Talk of the Town, so do give it a listen. But he said, when we went through the process, it became very apparent that what we're looking for is quite specific. And people would say they understand what we're about and would say that they buy into what we're trying to achieve at this football club. And then when you really got into the detail of it and you probe, then it wasn't quite the case. For example, there was a coach I spoke to, a very good coach in the game, who said he bought into what we wanted to do and proceeded to talk me through a list of targets we could sign. And they were all kind of 32-year-old or plus. The process has taken a long time. We shouldn't be embarrassed. I think it's a good thing. That's a positive. We were very diligent and thorough in it. We need someone who completely understands what we're trying to do here, and that is Scott Lindsay. Dima Cayley then went through the process. He wanted to talk to people. The club staff spoke so highly of Scott Lindsay. The easiest decision Dima Cayley could have done was recruited somebody else. He's got to know Scott Lindsay over the last week or so, and it is not the cheap option. Connor, what was your reaction when this was confirmed? I mean, I think um, I was kind of a little bit disappointed almost just because we've been literally talking about a new manager for Swindon Town for like coming up to a month is what a few days short of a month since uh, we discovered that very likely Ben Garner was going to be going. And I think as well, because hot on the heels of that information, it looked like the Scots, both Lindsay and Marshall, were going to be leaving and following Ben Garner to Charlton. He was never in my mind as someone that could replace uh, Garner as a potential manager and therefore you're thinking um, elsewhere and you see the different names, some that I wanted, some that I didn't want. Uh, but with each of those, you're kind of being sold a dream almost, I guess, uh, of you know what might happen. Uh, so to kind of, yeah, like log on and discover um, sort of who actually got the job um, is very different to basically what I was expecting so I, I guess that yeah the initial kind of reaction was like a little bit jarring um, but not that like things could necessarily be awful and like that there's still some potential for for good here I'm not dismissing it completely out of hand but um, yeah I definitely wasn't I wasn't really really uh, sort of blown away by it in a positive way but you know I, I think I've established on this podcast that my my initial reaction to managerial appointments is quite often wrong so that's probably a good sign for <laughs> things going forward. Terry, Sandra D. McKayley is a man with a background in PR and it seems that that was shining through, saying all the right things. Almost, I think Sean Hodgetts helped him out, but he anticipated all of the objection objections fans would have quite well. Yeah, I think Sachin Tandorka would be proud of uh, 
some of the spin <laughs> we've seen this evening. Um, look, the, the club are doing exactly what I would expect them to do. And, you know, they are also engaging through official and unofficial channels in a big charm offensive that, that Scott was always their guy. And, and look, we, we're not going to sit here and say he was or he wasn't. We don't know. Um, if he was, then it's a very, very, very peculiar recruitment process that they've been through for it to take four weeks to find him when he was there all along. Um, and before, you know, anybody jumps in the comments of this, well, that's how recruitment works. It's really not in football. Lots of lots of clubs at every level, but even at our level, um, have found managers significantly quicker than the four weeks that we took to find our assistant manager. So let's let's not let's not trot out that line of every recruitment process takes four weeks. You know, we're not we're not looking for a customer success manager at nationwide. Um, this is this is football. This is very different, and clubs clubs behave in a completely unique way. Now we're here. I, I, I sort of shared Connor's initial emotion that it was slightly underwhelming or disappointing. And I think um, a lot of that just boils down to just, just off the back of last year, all I really want us to do is compete this year. And disappointment just doesn't scream top seven, top three, we're going to have a go. And no, it's super early. And, and, and we were saying earlier, every opinion is a moment in time, right? So if if, if it turns out that Scott Lindsay is the second coming um, and he goes on and does brilliant things for us for a couple of years and then moves on to bigger things, then brilliant. It means we've succeeded. I want nothing more than that. But my initial reaction is this is is that there's there are reasons outside of our understanding as to why it took so long. And it's not an appointment that screams we're gonna have a real good go this year. And that 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 is that is probably the most disappointing thing thing from my point of view. Sticking with you, Terry, is head coach the most important component to that at the moment because Scott Lindsay's not going to be the number one guy when it comes to recruitment there's probably players already lined up of course Lindsay will say yay or nay to to those but is it is it that integral on in in terms of squad building no and I think I think we we see that through Sandro's interview this evening right like if you you could literally interpret Sandro's interview in a completely different way by basically saying we wanted a yes man, we want someone to do to manage this club in exactly the way that we as director of football, technical director, you know, in in cahoots with the CEO and the owner, we want to we want a manager, we want a first team coach who's going to run the club exactly as we say that you know they have to believe in what we tell them, as opposed to challenge what we tell them, so. You know, perhaps I'm overthinking this or, or being overly negative, but th- that interview very much screams to me they wanted someone to play their game, um, and it's and it's turned out that Scott Lindsay is is is, is the guy that's going to do that. Um, and who knows, that game may be very successful, and and and, ho- and hopefully it will be. But it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's why I think really like who knows how it's going to play out. But the, what's more important is the players we see re-sign over the next few weeks and, and the new and the new players we see come through the door. That will give us a true indication of whether we're going to compete this year or not, and not the appointment of Scott Lindsay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Connor, are you on board with that? Yeah, I mean, I think almost in a way, the way that Sandro Di Michele has put some of that statement um, about sort of how they came to appoint uh, Scott Lindsay as manager is kind of, I'm not going to say like built a rod for his own back, but like he now needs this appointment to have gone to go really well um, just in terms of his rep, because if it doesn't go well, then like 
his fingerprints are all kind of over the appointment. Like he's gone through the whole process and made a lot of the decisions and uh, set a lot of the parameters that that they have then used to choose um, Scott Lindsay as manager. So I think as well as for Scott Lindsay, um, I think basically also for Sandra D. McKelly, this this appointment has to um, work out as a good thing for the club. And to a certain extent, that's a good thing because when everyone now has to pull in the right direction, make it a success, hopefully that means there'll be kind of a level of uh, everyone pulling together and trying to make it work. Um, but I, I definitely share Terry's concern that... Um, it might not lead to like immediate footballing success. And I think ultimately after last season where we've kind of um, gone for a lot of good processes and, and nearly got to where we wanted to be, uh, that's all I really want from this season is to, um, you know, continue things building nicely in the background. But I also want to see some great football and I want to see us get promoted. So um, that's the main concern. And really, I think the, the main thing about this appointment now is that through this appointment, we're not going to see if we're going to do badly or we're going to do well. Um, this season I think there are a couple of appointments um, that that could have been oh we're going to be up there this season the, the majority are going to be wait and see appointments um, but now we're kind of waiting and seeing for contracts and for players to be able to work out are we going to be a top six are we going to be challenging for top three are we a title contender um, or are we going to be in mid table or um, potentially even lower so uh, I mean hopefully not um, so <laughs> it, yeah it, at this point I guess the frustration is that we just don't know where we're going to be, but hopefully that 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 sort of shapes up in the next couple of weeks. I want to know what Mystic Connor's uh, predictions was for successful candidates to take us up. Who were they? Sol Campbell <laughs> <laughs> walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I can't see how this was number one choice from from the off. I know that. D. McKayley says he's, you know, he's only been around for a couple of weeks and, you know, he's only really got to know Scott Lindsay in the last week or so. Um, you will have to interrogate me for hours and hours and hours if you're going to try and convince me that he wasn't valley bound and very happy to be valley bound at some point. But, you know, as much as we've all talked about what a great opportunity, Terry, that Charlton is, if, you, if you've got Scott Lindsay's career, as we've discussed, you're going to take the top job or as close to a top job head coach is. Yeah. And I think that that's such an interesting point in terms of trying to review this in the cold light of day. Like I know earlier I sent around a, a, a screenshot of his, of his CV. And if you just literally took out, took that at face value and say, that's who we've hired you. It, it's no wonder some people are reacting with a little bit of a, a shrug and a, or a little bit of a little bit of concern. Let's be frank here. Scott Lindsay doesn't get a manager job at any other football league team right now. Like zero, zero football league teams are going to hire him other than us. And which we, so you know, it's it's a huge opportunity for him. It's it's the only football league opportunity he would he was going to get as a manager. So it's no wonder that as soon as that's become a viable option, then then he's stuck around. Um, we'll have to see whether whether the other Scott sticks around with him or whether he's he is indeed. Charlton bound. I guess that'll all that'll all come out in the wash as as the week pr- progresses. But this is such a huge opportunity for Scott Lindsay, and and as I said, it's one that no one, literally no other football league club would give him at this point. And I don't think I'm being unfair in, in saying that. So it, it's a massive, massive leap for him. Um, and and as, as Connor said, I think it's brave from from Dimakaley to come out and say 
do you know what? It's taken so long because we started it all again when I joined and because I, I have to put my name to this and they've got to buy into what I'm doing. And Scott's my man. Um, because if it doesn't go right, that doesn't look great. Um, that, that, that probably looks worse on Demichelli than it does on, on Scott Lindsay. I think the expectation on Scott Lindsay is quite quite limited. I think he would he could quite easily sort of drift back into assistant manager roles or coaching roles because that's what he's been spent spent the last decade doing. For, but for Demichelli to get his first major appointment wrong would be would be a really really hard thing to bounce back from. I think so. Huge risk and and, and a big brave appointment from him. We did Connor on socials put the how you're feeling about this sort of message to Swindon fans and and the spectrum of the reaction. And, and this this request happened minutes after the appointment was made. But, you know, it goes from this is a great appointment to what a cop-out, you know, this has been. And the, the middle ground, the majority of, meh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm super excited about this, but I'm going to give the guy a chance. So, you know, all the usual responses, but... There is like a real push from some fans to go, yeah, this is it. This is perfect. Well, well, some some fans aren't aren't really buying into it. If I'm honest with you, I don't think it really matters what people think because Swindon fans over the last year have proved that we're going to turn up regardless. So it's going to have to. It's going to take some pretty catastrophic form for Swindon fans to to walk away and it be noticed. I think. Uh... I mean, really, like, I admire the people that sort of immediately after the appointment were kind of in the middle of, like, I'm not, not too bothered in a positive way, but, like, not too bothered in a negative way because I, I think that's that's a really good way to be approaching a new appointment. <laughs> like, we don't want to be too up, we don't want to be too down. And um, I think you're right, it's good that we've got a fan base that sort of seem to be, like, broadly on board with what the club are doing and hopefully we'll be able to stick through some tough times. I think the other thing that we have to remember is that we were doing really well in the league last season and there was still quite a large Garner out uh, faction uh, among the fan base. So it's definitely not all going to be sunshine and roses and if things get difficult quite early, I'm sure th- I'm sure things might be a little bit different. But uh, equally, if things are good really early, then um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of, lot of positivity from, from the fans because I, th- I think we, we just... I held up what is going on and we just react to that and, and that's normal really I guess don't have to, to explain things any more than that um yeah I I think I was interested that there was a there was a lot more like positive spin on it than uh, from, from or positive takes on it from fans than um, I thought there would be um but equally I think it's good that there are a lot of people that are able to see kind of the positive side of things um and kind of put across their point of view because then that that brings the discussion on and we, we are just going to be discussing things about any proof to the pudding for at least five six weeks until the until the first league game of the season at which point uh, things really begin to start in earnest so uh it's yeah it it, it feels part of our day discussing it doesn't it whether it's positive or negative i guess um and and obviously fills airtime on the podcast which is good for us um but yeah, I think it's one of those ones where I mean, honestly, I think, like we say, there are some there are some appointments where you can kind of say this is a great appointment straight away. There are some where you can say this is a terrible appointment straight away, John Sheridan, for example. Uh, but I think with most things, the nature of it is just just that we have to wait and see. Um, we kind of know that as a fit for the club, 
you know, he he's worked in a couple of different roles at the club and seems to have been a good fit in both of them. So hopefully that means that side of things we don't have to worry about too much. But in terms of as a fit for the actual role, it's it's different to what he's done before um, at this kind of level. So um, we'll we'll have to see how that goes over. And um, I think obviously there are there are different kinds of assistants and how they then step up into the main role um, is also then just by by the nature of that going to be different. So it'd be be interesting to follow how that kind of comes after we've, we've had differing experiences with assistants stepping up into the main role over the years. Yeah. I think just on the reaction stuff, I think the, the, the idea of um, it almost seems too sensible, right. To just sit on the fence and go, God knows like fair play to the guy. It's one hell of a job for him. I hope he succeeds, but I have a little few concerns. It seems like in this day and age, you have to be like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I want a refund on my season ticket, or <laughs> any anybody who moans about this needs to needs to get in the bin. I I support my club no matter what. Like it's okay to critique things that this club does. <laughs> we we may have been told otherwise recently, but it is honestly okay to have an opinion that is um, that is verging on criticism. But I think in this case, it, it's sort of just a bit like mm, like oh, all right, like let's let's see how this plays out it's massively underwhelming but also who knows um but but you know just the 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 whole sort of general vibe of trying to shut people's opinion down is like oh god you need to give your head a wobble why are you moaning like all of that stuff needs to stop because that's just rubbish it's been a big era for head wobbling hasn't it Connor? oh god it really has (laughs) yeah i mean i'm I'm wobbling it right now and i'm really trying to make some sensible points this this podcast Uh, i mean honestly Phrase the phrase "give your head a wobble" like that. That is in the same bucket as like living rent free, <laughs> like all of these stupid things just need to like stop. Like it's okay for people to have opinions that are slightly different to yours. They don't need to give their head a wobble. You haven't rattled them, and you don't live in their head rent free. Oh, that's what I was looking for, Connor. It's a bit of that from Terry. Uh, it, he put it better than I could have done, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> so as we approach Lindsay appointment day plus one, what are we looking for now, Connor? What's most important? Sorting out the contracts, bringing bodies in. We are linked to a player already through reasonably uh, credible channels. What, what do you want to see? Uh, yeah, I just want to see things beginning to take shape, um, like the slow drip of news towards the season. Obviously, we've got, uh, is the first preseason friendly Melksham? So that's just just over a week away, uh, well, a week and a bit. Um, so looking forward to that. And I'd like to imagine that like we'll have like a, a good first team of of players by then. So may, maybe a couple of contracted play, a couple of players that are contract renew uh, before then, and a couple of people come in uh, like this this um, goalkeeper from Middlesbrough potentially. If if that's if there's kind of weight to that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not hugely bothered about like what the content of the news is, but I just want to see like yeah, things kind of gathering pace because um, it has felt like everything's been on pause while we wait for this manager, and that's taken ages to do. Um, so at least once the manager gets going, and if they start announcing things quite quickly off the back of that, it it will kind of feel like there was a plan all along. Um, which you know, regardless of if that's true, I, I want to believe that there was a plan all along. So uh, fingers crossed. I want to believe. Terry, what do you want over the next few days? A picture of Jack Payne (laughs) sitting on a pile of cash with a Swindon scarf above his head. That's all all we're asking, isn't it? You know, get Payne paid. Just pay the man. 
Uh, he's not going to get paid. I, know, is he? I, I think last summer we were we were behind the eight ball through no, through no fault of our own. This summer we're not quite behind the eight ball, but we have got a tough lie against the cushion, and it's all because of our own doing. Um, so we have a shorter summer than normal, and we've frittered away the last three or four weeks. Um, so we need to we need to do some catching up, and, and that catching up starts starts right now. That's an interesting point, actually, Connor, isn't it? There was no talk of, you know, although this process was methodical and they stand by that, they, they didn't sort of link it to the fact that it, it could be a little bit detrimental to our summer. I mean, I guess the thing is, if if they have been working on targets all along and it was just like, we, we discussed this last week, if it was just the case of people want to know who they're signing for to play for, um and then they'll put pen to paper and it, it can be done. I don't actually know if it would have really delayed things because like, do we really, do we often make more than one signing before now in the, in a summer? I can't think of many summers where we've done like important business before we've kind of back for preseason. I, I can't really think of any. So as long as we're in a position in the first couple of weeks of preseason to be doing the important work that we need to be doing, I don't think it would have been detrimental to be quite honest. Um, but uh, I guess the worry is if actually now they now now the guys in the club they now need to start talking to players and they now need to start making plans about who they're going to target then it's detrimental. But the way they've kind of sold the Di Michele appointment, it sounds like he kind of came to the club knowing roughly like what he wants to be doing anyway. Um, and, and if that is the case, then I'm not concerned about it. I think that that works for external hires, right? That works for signings. I don't think that quite works for. Renewals. I, I think any other summer you'd have expected a bit more news on on people re-signing if they are. I think that's that 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 would be my only concern. But, but yeah, I mean, we know we know the way this club works in the transfer market. We basically play chicken with the market and um and and try and and try and wait until the last minute to to sweep up those who were looking at League One and finally sort of dip into League Two at the last minute because they can't get a gig elsewhere. So I think new 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 business, new transfers won't affect us at all I think to be sat here the week of pre-season and have no news on any of our out of contract players probably is rare I'm, I'm sure somebody can go and disprove that yeah I would expect at least a couple of we're delighted to confirm that Harry Parsons is sticking around um, and that's the exact wording <laughs> um, I think that'll come in time but that would have been a nice little you know, shut the fans up with some news sort of thing they could have done regardless. And I don't think players will be sticking around. Sorry, I don't think players will be keeping the pen lid on, waiting to see who they recruit because contracts aren't that easy to get. Um, a lot was made of the fact the squads liked Scott Lindsay or were big fans of Scott Lindsay. Well, of course they would be because they've they've got to sing for their supper when a new guy turns up but if they've got someone that they already know likes them or they know what pleases them then and of course they're going to be elated that that person's got the job Connor aren't they? It's a double-edged sword of being an assistant manager and stepping into the managerial role I think in terms of like I think generally speaking the assistant manager tends to be kind of a bit more of a good cop than the head coach who's making the the hard and tough decisions about whether you're going to be part of the 11 or the match day squad on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday night. Uh, so they're probably more of like the arm around the shoulder kind of person just as a as a stereotype of what that kind of person is. Obviously it will differ from person to person and club to club. Um it, it wouldn't surprise me that someone who's the assistant manager is really popular with the players because probably they're 
like that that's part of the the role if that makes sense um, and then stepping up you then would have to have kind of a little bit of a different relationship with the players because all of a sudden rather than uh, kind of the the good cop you're, you are making the decisions about if players are playing and uh, and all of that kind of stuff so um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes because that, that that can go really well I can also think of examples from just football history in general Swindon history where it doesn't seem to have gone well um, but I think also the, the the thing to point out is that there's going to be enough turnover of players um, in the squad this season that aren't going to have known uh, Scott Lindsay as a as an assistant manager, and he'll be able to kind of make his own kind of dressing room um, through that as well. So hopefully it'll be a good mix of like there'll be players that will stick around based on liking him um, and, and enjoying working on, with him last season, um, and then also um, new players that will just come in and see Scott Lindsay the manager. But that that's like the best possible scenario, I think. I think you hit the nail on the head there um, with your with your last sentiment, Connor. For for me, this the players love him is just is just classic. Uh, it's a red herring. It's it's just spin. Half the half the players that that played against Bourvale won't be with us next year, um, and the other half will obviously um, will have got on well with the assistant manager during a great season where we had. Uh, famously great team spirit. It will. It has absolutely no bearing on a player's decision next season, nor will it have any bearing on Scott Lindsay's decision as to who he plays. A lot of talk about similar managers, and no mention of Luke Williams there, Connor. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to avoid like being on someone's bingo sheet. So <laughs> <laughs> my bingo sheet, my bingo <laughs> sheet. Um, what a job he's got. Brackets, by the way, Notts County. Yeah, they. Well, that's a great appointment for for, for Notts County. I think I'd have had him back here. Well, there we go. I I don't really think we need to talk much beyond that. This is very much a a reactionary um, pod. And, you know, I don't know what people expect us to say. I mean, we don't predict the future. So we wish Scott Lindsay all the very best in this role. And I hope he proves those who are really against him wrong. And I hope that, you know, those who are super happy are elated come the end of next season. But until then, we'll see what the next few days hold and we'll do another pod nearer to the end of the week and see what's happened in that time. We're looking for confirmation on assistance and hopefully some new players and, dare I say, some contracts. And they go back to training on Thursday. So we'll talk then. Chaps, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, Rich. The Lone Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has that bubble? Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.